God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. All right, here we are once again on the I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. Podcast with with uh, Clint Wells. How are you doing, Clint? I'm doing good. I like to think of us like on a plane or like on a ship. Right. And me and you are the captains, and we're up in the cockpit, yeah. and we all of our little babies are in the you know the the normal part of the plane, right? And they're loving. And by the way, loving the ride. There's some people have with window seats. They're loving the view. Some people prefer the aisle on the podcast. And then I love the moments like now when we conduct the podcast where we're just on the little. And we're just talking to all the babies back there. Well, we've already taken off. The dangerous part's over. We're in the air. We're cruising. It doesn't matter if it's turbulent or not. Sometimes if it's turbulent, we'll just turn on the thing anyways, just kind of ease people's minds. Yeah. But we're just like, hey, this is what's going on. Look, if you look out your left window, there's Atlanta. If you look out your right window, there's Georgia. Well, we're letting them know what the weather's going to be like when they get to their destination. We're letting them know that we're on time. Uh, Dude, we're always on time. We're letting them know what our what our cruising altitude is. We are always on time, hundred percent track record on. And that. dude, we are always at cruising altitude. And here's what's most comforting for the passengers, for the IRK babies, is that it's a guided tour. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a guided tour. We're here. Yeah. We're in charge. We know where we're going. And all you got to do is sit back and let the fucking audio waves hit those ear holes and enjoy yeah, it. If you want a drink, get a drink. There's no drink service. There is a drink service, but you're in charge of it. Right. So you don't have to wait. For, you don't have to wait for a stewardess to come up and ask you for your drink. Just get up and go get your drink wherever you are. And just like you had the life hack on the previous episode of their, you know, you, so that you could shit while seated. Right. All the seats on the plane have a cutout hole for you to go potty in. Oh, yeah. You don't have to wait for the light to come on. <laughs> you don't have to do shit. Dude, you don't have to do anything. If you want to smoke black tar heroin on the plane, you can. Right. You do need to That's leave a you do it. need to leave a review on iTunes and use the term uh, "thanks, daddies." <laughs> you do have to do that to, for admission onto the plane. Yes, I mean, but that's a pretty good. That's a pretty nice admission price. Well, it's free. Could you imagine, like, oh, I want to go, I want to fly to Afghanistan, and they're like, okay, and then you're like, how much is the price of that plane ride? And they're like, uh, you just got to write a review that uses the words "thanks, daddies" in it, and then welcome get on the plane did you see that people are buying these plane trips where they're not they're going somewhere but they're just coming right back and it's basically being billed as like people missing the experience of flying and want you know obviously wanting to get out so it's like a seven hour trip and you get like a window seat so you can see it's sold out in like 10 minutes so that now they're doing these plane rides where it's just a whole day of flying for fun there are things that I don't understand in the world. I mean, I I know a lot of shit. Dude, I you can tell me something and I'll go, okay, this is what this is. I've done the math on all of it. And then there are certain things that I don't know what it is. I'm going to call it evil because it's foreign to me. <laughs> I'm going to just say it's, so it's, it's just evil. evil. Okay. Whatever that means or whatever that is, because it's un, un-understandable. Like- who was who was was it William Gacy who like would pretend he was a clown and then put dead kids in his John in his, Wayne Gacy Jr. John Wayne Gacy would kill rape kids and then put their bodies in this floorboards in like crawl spaces and yeah. floorboards and stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. That's the thing I don't understand. And 
I'm going to put this where people fly and don't go anywhere. I'm going to put it in that same category of ununderstandable evil. <laughs> I don't think I've called it evil, but I, I agree with putting it in that column. Um, but I, I find it super perplexing. I can't, it would be punitive for me. That would be punishment. That would be like, you didn't turn your thing in on time. You have to go on a seven hour plane ride to nowhere. That's like hell. But is that because we're musicians and we fly for a job? Is that because you were in a plane crash or is that the normal response? Like all my friends fly I don't, for their I don't jobs. Know. So I, all the people I bounce this off of are musicians or artists who travel. So the idea of flying for fun is just crazy. I don't like to travel. I don't like to fly. So the idea of just flying for no and paying for it and not going anywhere <laughs> and just being in the air. Horrible. Like it'd be like, oh, hey, you know what I want you to do? Put me in a fucking straitjacket. Put me in a padded room for 18 hours. Oh, by the way, put me on a fucking crane and hang dangle me over the over the uh city during a windstorm while that's going on. <laughs> and then uh let me pay you uh $1500 for that <laughs> for that wonderful experience. People are strange, man. People are fucking strange. Jesus. People I yeah, I mean, there's I don't get it. Going back to you know, we're the pilots, we're the thank you daddies in the plane, the IOK plane. How much power is there in, and this is a dynamic in a lot of relationships, including my marriage, that I honestly fight, but my wife just wants me to make some decisions. She really just wants me to figure it out and kind of just be like, here's what we're doing. I kind of fight that because I want more of like a partner. I want decisions to be democratic. And she's like, I don't, because I feel like that's like chivalrous and progressive, you know? And right. she's like, cut that out and just be a papa bear. Be in charge. People really respond to that. Dude, I, I'm responding to that right now. I'm taking charge right now, baby. Dude, I, I would love that. I wish, my, I wish my wife was more like that, actually. What's she like in terms of this? I'm like, hey, take out the trash. Uh, that's, a, that's a guy's job. Uh, dude, I'm not gonna get into it. it's. It's like literally, it's a million things. It's a. It's 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 a contra. It's like constant contradictions. Yeah, is what it is, which is wonderful actually. And I make it. I make it. I make it sound like it's something I hate. How complicated my relationship is with my wife, but it's something I really cherish. And the longer I'm in it, the more I realize. All of the stuff that I don't like, all of the stuff that really annoys me is is the reason that I love the relationship. That is very you. I know you well enough to know that a relationship that was maybe more traditional or a, a woman who is more subservient, what all, whatever you could classify this and frame it as, you would you would not like that. You like no, you like the chaos a little bit. I I don't like well, it. Well, you don't like it, but you. But if it, it, it if it didn't if it if my relationship didn't have it, I wouldn't. I would be. It would be boring. That's what I mean, right? I I need the challenge of how complicated my relationship is. Without that challenge, it would be. It, it would. It would suck. It was. I man, dude, I've been spending so much time doing solitaire on my iPad. And there's just like this perfect level of hard, of difficulty with my solitaire. Like if I get the perfect difficulty where it's hard, but not too hard, 
I'm like, ah, oh, I wish all the all of the solitaires could be like this. But all the decks. But it, it depends on it's all arbitrary with the the cards you're dealt. Like there's no way to always win solitaire. You couldn't be good enough to always win, right? It depends on the cards. No, no. It the one I the one I play is they're all solvable. Oh, really? So I play one. It's called uh, I forget what it's called, but it's uh, it's the best. And I play it's Spiderette is the name of the game. They're all solvable, and some are really really hard. I, I mean, I'll spend literally three or four hours trying to solve a deck over and over again. Really? Oh yeah. So you know it's solvable. So if you yeah. if you, so if you if you bust out on it, you just play the game again because you know you went wrong somewhere. Well, you can undo. You have undo moves. So you're doing it, doing it. You can undo, 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 undo all the way back to the beginning. Do you do it where it draws three cards or one card? No, Spiderette. The way that game works is all the cards are dealt out, starting from one, and then at the bottom of each one, there's one card turned over, and then you have to. There's no no cards ever get turned over. They're all dealt out. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Well, now that I mean, curiously, we're talking about flying. Now that I'm not really flying as much, I don't really play games on my shit anymore. I don't really do much of anything anymore, except write songs and do podcasts. Well, when you have a little drinky poo, that's like me pulling out my iPad. I'm checking out. I'm not even really doing going, that very much either. I'm going. I'm going. I'm bye bye to my anxieties and worries. Yeah. When we were when I toured with you, it was Candy Crush. Yeah, I can't do Candy Crush because Candy Crush, like literally, I'll be to the point of where I can't even keep my eyes open and I can open up Candy Crush and play it for six hours. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up, dude. I will only play it on a plane. Well, plus it's, they put a lot of it behind a paywall and it's all designed to, it's designed for a junkie. And then you end up spending money on it. It's such a depressing, I feel like there was time. I mean, this kind of goes back to like arcades, right? The arcade games were designed for you to keep pumping quarters in, right? They're like unbeatable games. I get all that. But I feel like there was a time in like app development when when um, smartphones were getting more ubiquitous, where people really did make games to entertain. Like they wanted to sell it, they wanted to make a good product that could survive in the marketplace, or whatever. But now all the games are just geared towards paywalls, ads. They trigger that junkie in you, and right. then they get you to like. I feel like that's within the last five years really gotten ramped up. Like the model for just appealing to the junkie instead of trying to entertain and make a game that you want to buy because it's good. And it's like, yeah. it just seems like you can't even find games that are pure anymore. And pure meaning they were really designed by people who wanted to create an experience that was fun. And that would be what was addictive about it. Instead, it's all like tower defense where you're mowing down a million zombies and something about that feels so good, but you can't win them. And you build these little cities, but they're designed not to be able to win unless you pay. Right. Or you got to wait, 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 and then you get tired of waiting. And then they make you pay but, to speed it up. Right, if you want to speed it up. So a couple things. Uh, with Candy Crush, I found out that one of the ways you can cheat that game is you can, if you run out of lives, you can just go to your date and time and turn it ahead a, a day, and then you get all your lives back. So once I figured that out, now I can play Candy Crush forever and never run out of lives. Is it, did it? lose its luster does it, is it still fun now that you know you can do that no it's it's wonderful and the other thing i did the other thing that i did early on the first year that candy crush was out you could buy this thing literally it was 50 bucks dude 49.95 or whatever it was 
if you can imagine spending $50. And what it would do is it would allow you to, at any point during the game, to take one of your candies and paint a stripe on it. <laughs> and that's the only, that for 50 bucks. Dude, I bought that and I was like, what am I doing? Why did you buy that? So that I could win the games. And what I found out was because I have that, I could now solve levels that I could never solve before without buying these extra things. And in that first year of Candy Crush, I probably spent about $200 on Candy Crush. Now, I've never spent any money on it since then for the last, what, seven or eight years, however long it's been out. But that $50 purchase is the best money I've ever spent on anything. Well, right. Because if you boil that down to just straight up entertainment, I mean, that you go bowling one night, that's going to be 50 bucks. You've play the slot machines another night that's another 50 but you know you can really parse it out in a way that makes sense that way hey baby hey sweetie pie she's calling me daddy-o now daddy-o daddy-o butto Ooh, yeah daddy-o butto daddy-o gummo <laughs> gummo all right bubby i love you um anyway that was 200 bucks well spent because it entertained you and you had fun. Well the, well, the other thing I realized at some point with Candy Crush is like, I don't need to, so- I don't need to solve it. Like just playing it is, is fine. So if I can't solve this level for, for days. Oh, the other thing they figured out on Candy Crush is like they made a few levels where you just could not get through them. And what they found out was that people just stopped playing the game. So now the way they have the game is if you can't solve it, over the course of like an hour or two, it'll eventually get easier and easier until you can finally solve it. So they, cause they want people to keep playing. See, and that's what I'm talking about. The, there's too much data, you know, like there's people who want to sell us things, know too much about us. So if everything feels way too invasive, even when it's making things more convenient, like advertising has never been more accurate, the targeting of it. Right. Everything right. that shows up in my ad shit is shit I've talked about because it's listening to us or shit I – sometimes things show up that I've just privately thought about. So who knows how they're getting into that. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's shit that shows up that I have thought about and have not talked to anybody about, bro. Right. Uh, n- nothing lewd, but, you know, there's – you know, if I'm if me and Isabel are talking about fucking a Roomba, that'll show up. But then there are some things – Well, here's the, here's the other thing too, dude. There, you, you know, you're on your computer – and there's stuff that's kind of popping up around your computer that you might not consciously be aware of, but it's there. And then you're just like scrolling and doing your thing. And then that's going to get into your brain and you'll start thinking about it and you'll be like, hmm, I thought that's interesting. But it's, it's, you're only thinking about it because at some point it popped up on your screen somewhere. And then all of a sudden you see it on your screen. You're like, wait, how did, how did it know that I wa- was thinking about that? It's because, it showed it to you two days ago or a day ago. I, I also think our devices, the cameras are watching us even when we're not intending them to. Like, I think my camera looks at the books I'm reading and shit like that. But because, um, I mean, even, dude, right now, just sitting here, I have my phone, my iPad, my camera on my studio computer. I mean, I'm, I'm making it real easy for everybody. But um, it is it is crazy that you can you can point your phone at something and it'll know it's a cup or right. a glass. Oh or, sure, like that that AI recognition stuff is 
crazy. To my me. phone will unlock by looking at my face in pitch black night in my bedroom. Really? Yes. It'll do it at night? Yeah. What? Yeah, because the glow of the screen, you know, my little, the little glow comes up. Oh, the glow. And then, it, and then it face unlocks immediately. Pitch black in my room. Wow. I remember in 2013, dude, I, I was touring with this chick named Laura Bell Bundy. We were doing a USO tour for the military. We were in Bahrain and did Africa. One of the coolest trips of my life. And um, here's the deal about those military. We were staying on military bases with these US soldiers who were getting real fucked up every night. <laughs> partying like they had like a um they had like a mess hall like that served alcohol two drink minimum okay that was the whole deal two drink minimum nobody was drinking two drinks bro everyone was so everyone was sort of amazingly drunk there and i was right there with him but i was there as a guitar player but anyway so these dudes would get hammered and, I, and one night these like upper like officer like big wigs were like hey you, this is the band. They were like, you know, trying to be cool. They were cool. They're like, you guys want to come up to the, you know, the sort of quarters that no one's allowed in and drink whiskey with us. And we're like, fuck yeah. So we're up there partying with these like high ranking military people, having some cocktails. And I was like, man, tell me one crazy thing. Just tell me one crazy thing that people don't know. Like, what's the craziest thing that people don't know? This is a lot. This is seven years ago, bro. Right. And this one guy was a little, he was loose enough to, he was like, all right, man, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. And this is before people knew about this shit. He was like, the microphone on your phone, he was like, the government can listen to that anytime they want. Even if your phone is shut off, those microphones can be activated by the government to listen to anyone they want to. He told me that seven years ago, man, that fucking scared me to death. Wow. Now people have smart refrigerators, dude. You think that thing isn't storing info about you? It'll tell you when you need milk. Everyone has an Alexa in their house now. Right. Ever since the Patriot Act, I always just assume that if I say the word Taliban or ISIS Canceled. or anything Canceled. like that, anything like that on my phone, yeah. that at that point, there is my, my, my phone calls being recorded. Like at that point, I'm being monitored by the government. And I, I kind of would hope that that, I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind that if it keeps me and my family safe. Like, I don't, it's weird. I don't mind it, of course, if we're in a situation where I believe that the government is evil and can, and like controlling everything and I want to start a revolution, of course, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. It's a weird thing. There's no way to have safety without trading privacy. Right. It's just impossible. All I know is that at this point in history, this is the safest anybody's ever been like in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. And right. we're, I mean, we're at the point now where, I mean, crime is at the lowest it's ever been. Murder's at the lowest, like everything's at the lowest it's ever been. But we're probably more afraid now than we ever have been maybe in the history of the, because we're just constantly being told everything that we're supposed to be worried about and afraid about. It's such a weird thing. I don't know, man. Imagine being 25 years old during the five years of the civil war. I bet everyone was pretty goddamn scared during that time. I don't good know. Reason. I don't know. Maybe. It's like the bloodiest war of all time. I know it was the bloodiest war, but it's not like you had a phone 
telling right. you what was going on. You didn't know what was going on. You were just like, I guess, I guess we're going to have to go fight a battle, Pa. All right, we'll come home at dinner time. Pang, 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 pang. Ow, I'm dead. Leave your bayonet outside. We we don't bring our bayonets inside. I mean, we're just being told constantly what to be. Afraid. I mean, we're we're scared, and it's not just America. It's the world is getting more and more like that. I mean, maybe not the world, but for sure in America, dude. We're just being told constantly what to be afraid of. Well, we're and also- we're not we're not being told why not why we should be why we should feel comfortable and okay. We're not. We are told that because there's no money in that. that. The only there's only money in be afraid of this. There's a shitload of money in that. But you and I are saying it. I mean, I've heard Bill Maher talk about it. Stephen Pinker is writing books about it. He's famous, respected linguist. Anthropologists are writing about it. I mean, it's there. It's you're not going to see it on CNN. You're right because they've got corporate advertisers to you know assuage and fear sells fear people who are afraid buy shit and people who consume shit spend money on shit so dude the only thing i'm clicking on is something that's like what like if i see something and i go what i'm clicking on it but if i see something that says hey man everything's cool i would click on that actually because <sighs> I, I would just never see it but i would love to i would love to see something saying oh yeah everything's cool i think the problem is i was actually talking about today we've I, and we've probably talked about it because i talk about the getting in the cold water and recalibrating my brain we just we just live in this. Uh, our our lives are comfortable, you know. We we live indoors, climate controlled. Our our vehicles are climate controlled. Our food is available uh, at the store or in our fridge or whatever. Uh, it's cheap. It's not that expensive to buy food. I mean, you can buy it. You can eat for eleven cents. You know, for eleven cents, I can make a some noodles and water. It's not great. You make water for eleven cents. Make but here's the deal: comfort. Comfort is my goal. My goal is to be comfortable. Right. But here's the problem with it: the more comfortable you are, the longer you're comfortable. Your brain calibrates to that comfort level, to the point of where, like, if everything's comfortable, just the slightest discomfort is going to register in your brain as horrific. Whereas if you have a spike of discomfort, which is me going in this, dude, the water in my pool now is in the fifties. When I, if I make myself get in that water today, my brain calibrates to that level of discomfort. Nothing for the rest of the day comes anywhere near that. You look very professorial with your number two pencil. Well, I've got a pencil in this end and I got a pipe in this end. <laughs> look at you, dude. You and I've to, got a fucking beanie. You got a beanie. That makes me look like I'm in one of fucking... Inspect, uh, Inspector Clouseau's uh, green piece. Ships. No, no, no. Listen, if you had an Argyle sweater with a sports coat over it with patches on the elbows and a scarf, you could be one of the professors that seduces a student in a Woody Allen film. What are, you, are you writing equations? Yeah, I'm just working out some stuff on the blackboard <laughs> with my pencil. <laughs> Let me see. So discomfort versus comfort versus. Oh, you're doing the math. Anxiety That's what it looks like when you do the math. Versus fear versus serenity. Okay, I got it. Hold on. Oh, just dot, Dude, did you dot? About, did you dot it? How about you did just you dot like an a, I or did you put a period? How about how about you're just having a conversation with your wife that's getting heated, and then at the very end of the conversation, you're just like, 
like you just say your thing and then you just go like this period and that's the end of that and your wife's like no it's not motherfucker oh it's far from over and you're like "Hmm, did you not see this i put a period there sorry did you not see that i put a little period at the end of what i said (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't an ellipsis that was a period that that wasn't a dash it wasn't a dot 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 i didn't hit the uh the backgammon birdie uh, back over the net I put it in my pocket. I didn't hand guess you what? the game over. I didn't hand you the cup with the felt in it, with the dice in it. No, it's not your turn to shoot the pool. I got that eight ball in that corner pocket, baby. Yeah. Didn't you see that? Look on the table. Do you see any black balls? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> We're going to start just putting the word cancel it in with every zip. When we're finally uh, on when we're finally on Me Too trial, they'll it'll be like 106, 106 accounts of zip. If you take the zip as a literal thing, no one does. Then cancel everything. But no if one you does. know that we're JK, then it's fine. But we don't have that problem, dude. Most of our listeners are ladies. They all get it. It's no big deal. I mean, the IOK listeners are are smart. They're yeah. You gotta we, be you gotta be smart, and you have to be. I almost think you have to be. It's not that's not true. I was gonna say you have to be of, of a certain age, but I my son's fifteen, and he's very very uh, conscious of everything. Uh, and I I play him some of this stuff occasionally, and he finds it very amusing. So, but he is also you know fifteen. Yeah, he's right. he's listening to stuff, he, dude. He'll play me music that he's listening to, and I'm like, I'm like, this is b- fucked up, dude. The shit you're listening to, it's so misogynistic. I'm like, dude, this is none of this is acceptable. Like the the beats are cool, the melodies are cool. These guys are obviously wordsmiths, but the way they're talking about their relationships with women is absolutely fucking stupid. I'm surprised to hear dumb. that because I thought he was, I thought he was kind of woke. I'm surprised to hear that. Dude, all these kids are listening to fucking, you listen to fucking, uh, what's his name? Fucking Kylie Jenner's, is it Travis Scott? That guy, the rapper? I don't know. I have no idea. Dude, it's like just gross, stupid, misogynistic bullshit. And they think it's cool, yeah. you know, kids think it's cool. And it's like, <sighs> but how are they squaring that with sort of the, I mean, woke culture is, you know, peaks with teenagers and early twenties. How do they, I, how do they justify that? Dude, how do you fucking, how do you open up Pornhub and look at pornography and, and justify that? I mean, that's just right. fucked up. Right. The music's not bad, but I'm telling you, it's just, it's so misogynistic. And then of course, then you've got, uh, this ridiculous pornography that that's not anything that's real, but you don't know that you, if you're a teenager, you don't know that you're not aware of what's going on here. When you look at that, I mean, I'm you're, you're not aware of it when you're in your fifties, you're just looking at it to masturbate or whatever. But, but if you, t- if you, it's like, you know, meat, like you, if, if I go to Burger King and, and order a Whopper, I can pretend that that meat came from some pasture raised, cow that lived a happy life and not think that it came from a fucking feedlot but it did that's even assuming more steps than people take no one even tries to assume if they're at burger king no one tries to assume anything good about the actors and Pornhub. 
that is, we got to go here in a minute, but maybe we can continue this in the Secret Weekly. But I do think that's what's really cool about OnlyFans. Are you familiar with OnlyFans? Uh-uh. It's basically sex workers can create their own content. You cultivate your own little fan base. It's almost like a Patreon. So there's a bunch of dudes on it too, but it's where a sex worker can basically, they don't have to do all the, you know, casting couch, horrible shit that you might see if you're just perusing Pornhub for, to get your jollies, to get your kicks. This is all just generated by these people and they're only going to do what they want to do. You know, it's actually pretty cool. And the money goes directly to them. They're not getting fucked over by all the middle people, usually dudes who take the lion's share, even though they're not the ones doing all the shit that these people do to make the money in that industry. So this episode brought to you by OnlyFans. All right, we got to get out of here. You know what to do. You know what your homework is. Leave the review. Put thanks daddies in there. Well, I've got a lot to say in the secret weekly about all this porn stuff. All right. Well, let's go there. We'll see you guys on the flip flop. Love you all. I know I okay land. Enjoy the ride. We'll be landing soon. And uh, we hope you enjoy your destination. We know you have many choices when you fly IOK. And uh, we appreciate your business. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. I uh, just wanted, actually, before we uh, before we land, I just uh, we're actually going to be landing in about uh, 30 seconds. You might want to use the bathroom before we land. Because once we land, uh, there won't be an opportunity to go to the bathroom for quite a while. So, mm, like the rest of your life. <laughs> Get it out now. Anyways, uh, thanks for flying uh, IOK Airlines. Uh, it's always a, a joy and a pleasure to have you with us. Please feel free to uh, take a complimentary, whatever you see in, around you or in front of you, uh, help yourself to all of it because it's yours. Because uh, you're, you're obviously in your own place. Now, if you're in somebody else's place, then think about it. If you're in your own home or vehicle, take whatever you see. <laughs>